Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. I am Anthony. You can call me dude if you feel like it. I'm completely cool with that. How is everybody doing this week? So what can sit down, relax. What can I get you tonight? Well, tonight's drink special. You know, I decided to jump on Google and uh, look up some dangerous drinks. Uh, Now, when I looked up dangerous drinks, I was expecting like people putting like a little bit of battery acid in with their whiskey or something like that. But uh, it actually gave me some interesting cocktails that you might want to try. Uh, probably, it's probably not for the faint of heart. But, uh, you know, if you get one of those customers like I used to do that were on their 21 run and they order something stupid like a daiquiri and say, excuse me, but is there any alcohol in this? Uh, give them something like this. This one's called the Hurl Hurl. That's H-U-R-L-H-U-R-L. Yes, Hurl Hurl. Uh, according to this website that I'm looking up, uh, it says this cocktail may look sweet and innocent in a chilled cocktail glass, but after taking a sip, you'll soon realize that this drink is almost entirely made up of alcohol. One part each of amaretto, cranberry juice, cream to banana, Malibu rum, Malibu melon liquor, peach schnapps, raspberry liqueur, Southern comfort, and triple sec are all combined in a shaker glass filled with ice, then strained into a cocktail glass or poured over ice. This drink can be served as an actual drink or as a fairly aggressive shot. So do whatever you feel like. If you get a group of uh, uh, idiot kids that are on their 21 run and they all want to do a shot together, do that. Or if you get one uh, schmuck that comes up and says, it, I can taste the alcohol when I make this at home, set them up with that. Uh, and maybe the same thing will happen to you. This, uh, that happened to me when I did that to a girl one time. She ordered a strawberry daiquiri, and uh, she complained that there wasn't enough alcohol in it. So I made her a version, a uh, different version of what in my list of drinks, my personal recipe book, is considered a dangerous drink, and she got about halfway through it before her boyfriend basically had to carry her out. And I'm pretty sure he was planning on getting laid that night, but (laughs) thanks to your bartender, that's not going to happen. Customers are always uh, underestimate the power of a bartender, don't they? And remember, guys, I want to hear about your stories or your dangerous drinks. Remember to email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, and... uh, Fill me in on some of your uh, quick stories or uh, tell me about some of your favorite drinks that you wouldn't mind sharing with the rest of the bartending and server community. Uh, Let's, you know, this is the whole reason why I put this podcast together so we could all get to know each other in a uh, talk show kind of way. Yeah. Anyway. 
So listen, today uh, I came up with this idea for this show and only because based on my past experience, it ha- seemed to have happened a lot. Now, I see this happening in corporate more often than uh, regular mom-and-pop restaurants because mom-and-pop restaurants, they they always keep the same managers. They always keep the same uh, owners because it's a mom-and-pop shop uh, unless they sell it off or, uh, well, you know, uh, don't. And, but mom-and-pop shops, they usually, if they want a new manager, they usually hire within. Corporate, they try to hire within but some of you guys probably have experienced those times where somebody who gets hired on as manager i mean i've seen uh on all the employment websites right now places are looking for managers uh corporate restaurants are looking for new managers and i always sat back and thought well why don't you hire within you've got somebody that's already working there and uh, they already know the place probably better than anybody that uh, uh, that you know or that you would hire. Why don't you just hire within? But no, the corporate restaurants are all looking for managers. Oh, I forgot another good reason uh, that they won't hire within is because most of bartenders and servers don't want to move up to management experience because we make more money uh, making making tips. And when you become a manager, you don't make tips anymore. So you run that risk of not be, being able to make as much as you did as a bartender or server, and you're stuck. So anyway, you know, let's say you come into work one day, your old manager's gone, maybe he's been gone for a couple weeks, a couple days, whatever. And then you, they hire on this guy to come in as a manager. They say he's got a lot of management experience, leave it at that. And then this guy starts talking and all of a sudden you realize this guy has never worked in the food and service industry. He might've been a manager of a radio shack. Well, that doesn't exist anymore, but that he might've been a manager of a small, uh, store, like a GameStop or something like that. So they sat back and said, he's got manager experience. He can handle it. But he's never worked in the service industry, and he doesn't know the crap that uh, we all put up with, which leads to manager mistakes. Let's talk about that for a second. Now, there are some. There have been some managers that I've worked with who come onto the site, and they act like your best friend for a little while. They basically get a feel of the land, talk to all the employees, joke around with them a little bit, and get a feel for the way things go around there. Now, that can be a good thing, and that can be a bad thing. I It's happened both ways for me, where this uh, the guy is basically, hey, okay, let's uh, that's the way you do things? Okay, let's work with that. But then all of a sudden, the, uh, you get another person and wanders around, sees every, how everything works, and then all of a sudden decides, I am going to change this place to make it better. And I'm going to leave my mark because this is now my creation. This is going to be run the way I believe a restaurant should. So you run the risk of having to watch your back constantly because uh, the person's looking to make their own mark, which also means hiring new employees 
so he can start completely fresh and make it his own. That is a terrifying manager because all of a sudden you start to realize I might not have this job tomorrow if I don't uh, perform the way he sees fit. Now, sometimes you uh, you get the, uh, your fellow employees, all they do is keep their nose clean, make sure the customer service is happy, make sure their sales are good, their turnover is uh, right on the money. But then you get the other employees that stick their nose so far up the new manager's ass, you don't know where they stop and where the new manager begins. Yeah, it it's, uh, it's a horrible, horrible practice, but it's a practice that's probably been done since the beginning of time. But yes, the new manager is trying to make an impression on his employees, but he's also watching his back to make an impression on the higher-ups, the bigwigs. He has to be able to prove that uh, now that he is manager, he is going to make the business better. He's going to bring in more customers. He's going to make things happen faster. And, uh, you know, sometimes managers don't ever, ever realize that it's not possible the way they picture it in their head. Now, take this manager I used to I used to have. This wasn't in the service industry. This was in another job I had. He had zero experience in the field that I worked at. Zero. Had never been done anything like what we do where at the job that I had. And he comes on to the site and says something like, uh, it's already 3 o'clock. How come UPS hasn't shown up yet? I said, uh, told him UPS doesn't show up on, uh, on Mondays. They show up only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And he's like, well, we're going to have to change that. I just stopped and looked at him and I said, good luck, because that's the way it's always happened. Where we worked was out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it, uh, it, I was just like, dude, it really, really is not going to happen. I don't care who you call or complain to. The manager, you know, you, you might have a manager that comes in and starts trying to integrate new ideas, money saving policies, um, different ways of, uh, presenting the food or uh, different ways of presenting the alcohol money saving ways of presenting the food and alcohol those guys will drive you batshit insane like the money saving ways say you're a bartender some of you don't have to say you're a bartender you are a bartender you've been pouring drinks the same way for the last three years your customers know you that your customers know how you pour your drinks your cut cu- you know how to pour a drink and all of a sudden, you feel this cold stare on the back of your head, and you realize the manager is watching you, and you start to pour a beer. Now, this is the simplest thing that I can possibly think of. Some customers don't want a lot of head or foam on the beer, but the manager read or uh, read a book or saw it on YouTube that the proper way to serve a beer is to have a quarter inch to a half inch of foam on top of the beer. That is, to him, that is the proper presentation, and that's the way it should be done. But for some reason, when you were pouring that beer, uh, you were holding the glass just right, so not a lot of foam built up. I used to do that for my customers, my customers all the time, and it just didn't happen. Maybe our uh, CO2 wasn't working right. Shit, I don't know. But the customers started expecting that the beer make it all the way to the top. No foam. 
Then all the man, all of a sudden, the manager jumps on you, saying you're doing it wrong, and you're like, "Oh, I've been doing this the same way for the last three years." And well, you've been doing it wrong for the last three years. You're, uh, you're wasting our money. You're pouring too much into that beer. Well, that's the way it happens. That's the way the uh, the tap works, and the customers don't seem to mind. Nope, you are supposed to have exactly one inch to a. Well, let's just say a three-quarter inch of foam on top of the pint glass. And uh, and he sits back and chastises you in front of the customers for wasting company money. Or my favorite uh, is when you are a good bartender. You've been a good bartender for a long time. You can free pour a shot dead on the money without looking, without counting, with you know it uh, without even realizing hey i just poured something you can pour a shot of whiskey to the line without looking or counting but the manager is standing right behind you and counts for you they're uh, they're watching you count and they're going 1 1000 2 1000 3 1000 4 1000 okay they poured too much and then they get uh, they get on your case for that, and you're like, no, it's a perfect shot. And he said, nope, it's not a perfect shot. You poured way too much. You are affecting our liquor prices. All because he probably watched a video on YouTube. Or even worse, they watched Cocktail one too many times. And you know how much liquor they wa- uh, they wasted on that movie Cocktail? They're, they were spilling all over the place, but I digress. But point being, they're sticking their nose in every little thing. Now, from a bartender's point of view, that's uh, that's the way it works. How the man- new manager can- that knows nothing can annoy us. Now, the servers, the servers, sometimes they are getting they're being watched and being make sure uh, being made sure that they are reaching the tables at a proper time. They're uh, delivering the food at a proper time. They're you know, it's all about time, and uh, they can be bothered by him and say, well, the food has been, uh, the food's been up underneath the warmer for the last two, three minutes. Well, where, where the hell were you? How come you didn't take it out? Then the server most likely will reply. Well, the hostess just gave me an eight top and a couple of the people at the table had a little bit of trouble deciding what they want and asked little itty bitty questions on every single thing. So it took me a while to get back to the kitchen to deliver the food. Sorry. And then they said, well, I want you to get that food out as soon as possible. And, you know, not realizing that he just contradicted himself for good business. You, you got to uh, take the order. And then once that order is taken, you put that order in and then you take the food out. Because, you know, what if you forget to throw in an appetizer? What if you don't get a drink in there on time? All the food comes out at once, and then you got yourself a complaining customer saying, "We did, where are our appetizers? Or I didn't get my drink. Or, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. And then the servers live under the pressure of time. And usually you always observe the server as a really good server, and they were able to handle everything that they could in the order that they felt comfortable with. But the new manager has decided that the order that they're comfortable with is not workplace efficient, so they need to do a completely different way. 
that's a great way to turn a great server into a very, very, very angry server. Sometimes the managers just don't fit, realize if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And some managers wander into a place thinking it is broken. That's the reason why they hired me because they want this place running like a fine uh, Swiss watch. And really, there was nothing wrong going on before that. It's just, you know, some things that weren't in control. Like, there, every once in a while, I'd run into these or get these managers at my workplace where they were forewarned that some things didn't work out, uh, weren't working out to the way that they see that it should happen. This is coming from the bigwigs who never visit the site or never question why isn't this done? Why why aren't we why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And uh they just don't the upper management people just don't realize it. And this person puts on his Superman suit and says, "Don't worry, my friend. I'll get in there and I'll straighten everything out." And you know, cuz I've had experience with management and I had that place running so smoothly that they fired me for whatever reason. Well, let's uh let, let's not say that. Uh let's say that the guy got uh laid off or decided that uh he was non-essential and because of covid and he spent too much time at home and decided that I okay, I just need to get a new job. And, oh, restaurant, they need a manager. Well, I'm a damn good manager. Why not? And some of them even sit back and think, it's the restaurant industry. How hard could it be? <laughs> yeah. You try to, uh, there's a difference between trying to sell retail stuff and serving people food. First of all, when you're selling retail stuff, people uh, know what they want and they get it. In the restaurant industry, people know what they want. They get it, but they're also hungry, which makes them grumpier. And it's it can be a real culture shock for the new manager. Uh, and depending on how they handle it, that uh, it's really a crapshoot. New managers who've never uh, been in the restaurant industry, let's say they worked in retail before they became a manager at your restaurant. In retail, sales can be a little, or are, not just can, are a lot different because in retail, the customer is always right. I'm sorry, sir. I'll get that, uh, get a new one for you. I'll be right back. Uh, yes, uh, yes, sir. I am a, the lowest life form on the face of the planet. Thank you for alerting me to that. That I I've worked in electronics retail. I uh, I really know what that was like. It was horrible. And uh, you know the person has the slightest complaint when I told told the guy, look, I'm sorry, we do not have that in stock. And then they went over to the manager and told the manager how big of a jerk I was about it and I was like I wasn't a jerk it just took a long time to explain to the guy without swearing that we don't have the product that uh, he was looking for but I got in trouble for it anyway and uh, the manager gave him like 40% off something that was slightly more expensive uh, than the thing that he wanted 
and it, you know, it was just, it was uh, ridiculous. I mean, they're bending over backwards to make somebody happy, and all you have to do is complain just enough. But now they're the manager of a restaurant. Now, a good manager uh, is a team player, and they will support any decision that the employees decide to make. Like, this guy's too drunk. He shouldn't be drinking anymore. But then you get that drunk that says, I'm not drunk, and I said, sorry, sir, but I can't serve you anymore. And then he says, I want to speak to your manager, and the manager actually happens to be there. So you bring the manager over and say, this guy tells me I'm not drunk, or tells me I'm drunk, but I'm not drunk, and he's trying to cut me off. This is bullshit. And then the manager will usually cave and say, give him another drink. You know, he looks fine to me. I, I was like, and I was like, dude, he fell down just a second ago after, and he's had three long islands. He really needs to quit. And so I'm, well, I'm sure he'll, he'll be fine. Uh, just, uh, give, give him another one. In fact, sir, the next one on is on us. And then the customer sits there with pride and, uh, makes you makes and the managers just made you look like an idiot when really you're trying to protect yours and the restaurant's ass now i'm not, not knocking all managers there's a lot of managers out there that really look out for their crew if you've listened to previous episodes you've heard about managers that will actually help schedule around some of the uh their staff in order for their staff to achieve achieve their dream uh go after a goal that they have in their life. And those managers are just cool as hell. They just, they uh, think about what the crew wants to do. Most of the managers know that most people don't want to work in a restaurant for their entire lives. But, uh, you know, when that's what I'm always looking for whenever I find a new place to work. Is this manager going to be the type that will back me up on any decision uh, or uh, is the manager going to be the person that will just do anything because they're they're afraid of conflict, they're afraid of making their managers mad, or even have the customers hate them? That that is the worst part. It's like I was telling you that uh, that I had a manager a long time ago. Uh, this past episode, uh, when we got a bad ID, a fake ID. We had to take it away, but the manager, the next day, the girl came in, got and asked for her ID back, and the manager gave it to him. We're supposed to turn those into the DMV. We're supposed to give them to the cops, some of the authority, but no, the manager gave it back to her, and so from there on out, she could go to any other bar except for mine because me and my partner, she and I knew who she was. We weren't going to put up with that. And then you got these other managers that, you know, they, the customer, we 86 them and they come in the next day and say, oh, your bartender 86 me last night and I didn't do anything. And you have it in the logbook that the guy got in a fight or something or really inappropriate in the bar. T- and uh, the manager says, all right, you can come in, but uh, you uh, you can't be in during these shifts, you know, basically avoiding you. 
and uh you know they make compromises with the wrong people and that's the type of thing that where i think managers aren't looking out for people they're they don't care if you quit they don't quit care if they fire you i've never been a big believer in job security hell i I was even fired from a job where the owners were longtime family friends now i'm not saying just because they were family friends that uh that i should have had a job for as long as i needed but they constantly contradicted all of us we 86 somebody they let him back in a short time later and say oh no it's okay they're fine now it's no they got in a fight like three uh three times and we've 86 every time 86 them every time i'm sensing a pattern here boss and uh it's just becomes a headache and uh i know i'm replaceable because i was friends with that family one day they decided that they just they called me up um which pisses me off because i hate it when bosses don't have the balls to look at you right in the face i hated the fact that they fired me up over the phone and didn't really give me an explanation why i didn't ask for an explanation i just decided to go the more, more responsible route and say well okay i'm sorry uh it's been a pleasure working for you. When you when do I get my last paycheck? And so, uh, yeah that that uh, that was the best thing I could do. I could have easily told him to go. Well, fuck you, this, that, and the other thing. But I decided to go the more responsible route, just because I wanted to prove that I'm a bigger person than that they are. But remember, when you're going in working extra shifts, uh, and every time the boss calls and uh, you jump at the chance to get another shift, they don't really take that into a huge account. You become dependable. You become the person. Some people think dependable is a good word. Sometimes it's not. It can be exploited. But remember to look out for yourself because there are some managers that aren't looking out for you. You, uh, Some managers are just like, Whatever, if they leave or quit, I can replace them easy enough. Some managers right now in this day and age are finding that really hard, though. They, uh, all because of the lockdown. A lot of their employees didn't want to come back, and I'm sure every single employee that doesn't want to go back to that particular restaurant might have a reason other than, hey, I'm getting unemployment, and I don't, uh, I'm getting unemployment for another six months, and I don't have to do shit. It's, uh, it, you know, it comes down to, uh, you know, whether or not they feel like, do I really want to go back there? Do I really want to go through that hell? It's not always about the customers, even though I talk about the customers a lot on this show. Uh, it can be about management too. And, you know, uh, and sometimes the managers know exactly what the fuck they're doing. And some of them just don't, just because they have zero experience working in a bar or restaurant and think they know how a restaurant or bar should run and are completely wrong. They're marketing a completely different material than whatever they did before that. So, anyway. So, people, 
It is last call. Last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar before the manager fires me. So, um, special thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones, as always. Go check them out on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, they got a lot of great music, especially if you're into rockabilly. And which, if you're not into rockability, you're probably into something else. Uh, remember, if you want to contact me for any reason, if you want to ask me a question, if you need some advice, if you want to be on the show, all you have to do is dude, email. No, don't dude. Uh, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I'll respond to every single thing that you send me. And uh, remember to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All of them are at Hey Bartender Podcast. And, uh, you know, follow me, drop a line, say hi, uh, you know, because I could really use the company. I do this podcast by myself. (laughs) Uh, And if you know uh, yourself or any other bartender would be, Nice and chatty on this show. I'd love to talk to them, too. So, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night.